team that believes in themselves. And they didn't have a great second half, but this will be one of the most memorable nights in Detroit football for that 89-year-old and the 62,000 others here. One more knee and business is done. And Detroit, for the first time in 32 years, your Lions have won a playoff game. How about it? Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Mike Tirico with the call last night. I think we were talking off air, just uh, just in defense of Mike Tirico, who I think got the math wrong at the end of the game last night with maybe thinking like the Lions had to run another play or whatever. So uh, they come out of the two-minute warning. Goff completes the pass to Amon Ross St. Brown. Rams call their their final timeout, you know, because McVay wasted them on like to prevent delay of games early in the yes. third quarter, as is yes, his wants, which that's is kind of like, yeah, right. listen, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, like like Kane, like the wrestler Kane. His gimmick is when he comes out, he puts his arms down and, and fire shoots up in the air. That's his gimmick. Like Doink the Clown would like, like sneak out from under the ring and like uh, interfere in matches and spray water in people's faces. Sean McVay's gimmick is to waste timeouts er- early in the first and second half of must-win games and then not have them at the very end. Like, and pe- people are surprised by this. It's like, oh, wh- what's the what's the line? That that tiger did something like a tiger thing. I can't believe that oh, happened. The, that the tiger uh, the acted Chris, like a tiger. It's the Chris, Chris Rock thing when Siegfried and Roy had the tiger and it bit one of them. And he goes, that tiger, that, that tiger didn't go crazy. That tiger went tiger. That tiger went so, tiger. Uh, Sean McVay yeah. went Sean McVay. Like it happens all the time. People are surprised yeah. that this happened. He went so, McVay. The, uh, I think my, fa- my favorite team is Buck and Aikman. I just love like their camaraderie and like their, they're kind of like their they're rapport is so good. Tonight. Talk about yeah. making a game watchable. Yeah. They're, they're great. Uh, I I absolutely love them. I I think Tariko is the best play by play guy. Just like pure play by play. If I could have one guy, I think that it would be Tariko. Games too. He did two and games. he was stellar at both. Day, and he was and, and people are give, and they're still giving awesome. him crap. Like really? I don't know. Yeah. I I I I think he. Well, that's that's social media. Like someone a telecast does something dumb, even if it's somebody that's like normally really good. Like the reason why the Fox telecast was so jarring yesterday for Cowboys is that like that's been a good group all year. Burkhart, Olsen, Aaron Andrews, and Rinaldi, the production truck. Like, that's America's Game of the Week on Fox. Like, they do a good job. And and it just, you're watching the game just like that. It feels like a preseason game, the way the mistakes that they're making in this game. It's just really, it was really uh, just peculiar. That's all. It, it was it was like, it was like Geraldo Rivera trying to figure out where like Jimmy Hoffa's buried. It's like this, this, C, this CD just, Lamb deck press. Gotta keep our eye on that, guys. Like, Make a note. Yeah, right. We're but also, notes, it's like okay. it's like it's like okay. Like if this were like week two, that would be really interesting. Also, the Cowboys are getting their asses kicked. Their season's over, and the pack like the Packers are the story in the game. And also, like just on a football related note, Packers did all of that without basically with Christian Watson barely participating in the game. And you would think he was active yesterday, had one catch for nine yards. You know. The the Alexander one is like Watson's going to play next week, so it's yeah. going to be a short week for the Packers, and Alexander may yep. not play. Like they might be up against it in a big way going up against the San Francisco 49ers. We'll give you our bets for the Bills and the Steelers coming up here in a couple minutes, but let's spend a couple minutes here, Ken, for now on the Lions and the Rams. Uh, an absolute instant classic on Wild Card Weekend. Detroit squeaking out a 24-23 win. Shout out to us betting the Rams to cover the spread. That was really great, and uh, just an absolutely magnificent football game Stafford great Goff great crowd great broadcast great I don't know what more you can ask for as a football fan uh, and we want our bet on the game which was absolutely magnificent just really 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 good stuff and the Lions get to host another playoff game now coming up next week yeah I mean the biggest thing 
I mean, just to spin it forward or from a betting standpoint, like from a betting standpoint, I don't think there actually is a lot to say about yesterday's game. It was just, it was awesome. It was a great game. Really enjoyed watching it. Lions win, Rams cover, game goes under. Okay. Like, uh, honestly, like a type of game I think a lot of people expected. A lot of people thought both offenses would play pretty well. They didn't in the second half so much. The big story of the game is obviously the Rams in the red zone were not particularly good. And like that inability to get like the, the really the dagger touchdown to like really make you feel like they could win the game and uh, just couldn't quite get that play. Everybody on the Rams getting hurt basically at some point during the game and being, I mean, the medical tent had basically like a line outside of it. Uh, like people just taking numbers and, and they were all star players. Like, like it was, yeah, it was like exactly. Stafford, Puka and Kyron Williams. Like, I, I, by yes. the way, like, like, like Matthew Stafford got concussed and like, I don't, whatever. I'm just like, yeah. th- some of these hits were brutal. Also, also the hit he got, he got concussed on was like out of any given Sunday. I mean, it was really like a bizarre, like he gets sacked. And no roughing the, the passer. The lineman like knees his head into the ground. Almost as like, it was, a, it, a, was, nobody's it, was yeah. it was like a WWE tag. It was like a tag team finisher in professional wrestling. Yeah. No flag, no worries. All good. No problem. Just, yeah, and then and then obviously like the I mean people can say like well Goff made the throw that won the game. Great, like Stafford did too. They just pulled Nakua's jersey and they didn't call it, so that was how the Rams had to punt on that play. So it's any time look, this is officials are officials. Anytime you have a one point game or a one possession game, there are gonna be a couple plays or a couple no calls that are gonna swing the game. We've seen that five hundred times and it was just another And they time had last the offside really call in the first half where like yeah. where like the Rams jumped like five times yes. and they called it on Detroit. So look, like the, the the officiating's not the reason the Rams lost. The officiating right. was brutal on both sides. It just uh you know, you felt for Stafford a little bit like the basically the throw that because if they if they if he completes that throw to Nakua, they could almost run the clock down to zero, kick a field goal, win the game. Like that's how important that throw is. Um, it would they wouldn't have been able to kick at zero. They would have needed a really specific like run, run, and then convert again to get all the clock out. But like that's almost where that was headed. And then that's Goff trailing with the ball, and that's literally all that happened. And you need Meyer to Maher to make the kick too. To be fair, so it just you know one two plays end up deciding a great game. I don't think a huge betting thing going forward. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we change like our perception. Uh, first of all, I don't think we should change our perception of almost any team off of one game. But in the Lions' case, like, are you doing anything different with with Detroit going forward? The biggest thing for them is what happened in the other game that the Cowboys lose, so they get to host the game. And I know a lot of people tweeted this: the idea that the Campbell going for it, you know, uh, against the Cowboys, basically the, the Lions Cowboys game where the officiating ended up disrupting everything ended up getting kind of undisrupted because the Cowboys lost and the Lions won. So the Lions will get to host the second playoff game. This was obviously the big fallout from the game a few weeks ago that they wouldn't host the second game. They have to go to Dallas. Well, now they don't have to go to Dallas. Dallas is eliminated. So at least that kind of like cleaned itself up in a way where like the Lions get to host a game and they get to host a game. They're going to be favored to win, which means like the most likely outcome right now is the Lions are in the NFC championship game going to San Francisco. That is by far the most likely way that this plays out based on the fact the Eagles haven't won their game yet. Uh, maybe, maybe it's good that that happened to the Lions and they didn't have to face Green Bay yesterday with that with how well the Packers played against the Cowboys. Maybe they have to face uh, Green Bay in a, in a week, which would be really... I don't think I don't think they're going to win, just to be fair, and they're in a terrible setup. But uh, the way Stroud and Love play... When you just think about the game, and we'll do the picks in a second, the way those two, and I don't, I never do that, like these, you know, whatever, like I'm not prisoner of the moment. You just watch Stroud and Jordan Love play and you just go, they really got no shot in their games. They really got no, Love's converting third and 19s, like buying time. How many times does he do the back foot toss up throw? And it's perfect every time. It's always good. And it, he always throws and I go, oh, that doesn't like, oh, first down. 
okay. And to be fair, the receivers are running wide open against the Cowboys. I, I was, defense, I was like, just, yeah. I was just going to say that it helps Ken when the when when right. the, when Dan Quinn is called the defensive play to not cover sure. Romeo Dobbs or Luke Musgrave. That definitely yeah. helps. Uh, maybe he just didn't have enough guys to cover everybody. It's like, well, we got to let a couple of them run free. Uh, yeah, just but just the way they make a lot of those throws, the way they convert third and longs, the, honestly, the way they bail the rest of their teams out of a lot of bad situations. Can't do that again? I don't think so, but it's fun to have, I think, more of like a puncher's chance with the two dogs in the divisional games against the one seeds than sometimes we get these one seed games and it's just like, no, they're just not going to win. Like, they're just not going to win, and that's what it is, and we're on to next week. I mean, how many times the Patriots play in games like that with I was Tom just Brady? Thinking, like divisional the, like round, the Tebow like, game. Divisional round against Matt Schaub, Divisional round against yeah. Tim Tebow. Like, I yeah. mean, it's just, you know, walkover games. These are not walkover games. So at least we got that going for it. How about, about two respected defensive coordinators, Dan Quinn and Jim Schwartz, get put in clown suits by Matt LaFleur, LaFleur Bobby Slowick, Jordan Love, and C.J. Stroud. Open receivers everywhere yesterday for the Green Bay Packers. All right, we'll give you a little bit more. Wrap up from Super Wild Card Saturday and Sunday as we move along. Eric Eager will join us coming up next hour. We'll Brinson next hour. Uh, and the game will kick off in Western New York with the Bills and the Steelers, which means now let's give you our bets for Buffalo and Pittsburgh here on a magnificent football Monday, Jake. Let's play the Mario music here for some uh, for some wild card bets here on this Monday. Oh, baby! On a Monday, gotta love it. Uh, there are a, a couple key inactives here uh, for Buffalo. Gabe Davis is inactive. Safety Tyler Ra- uh, Taylor Rapp, excuse me. Tyrell Dodson is out. Rasul Douglas is out for Buffalo. So Buffalo is a little bit injured on the defensive side of the ball. For Pittsburgh, the big one here, obviously, Ken, is TJ Watt out for the Steelers today. Uh, side and total market currently at our show sponsor, BetMGM. The Buffalo, a 10-point home favor. Total here is now up to 39, where it looks like the wind's going to be okay. It's just going to be cold and maybe some snow showers, but it looks like this is going to be an actual football game going to be played. Uh, probably some bad news then for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, side and total bets, please. Any Anything you got here for Buffalo and Pittsburgh? Yeah, look, I mean, this market hasn't changed the whole day. It basically hasn't changed from when the weather game was going to be a weather game. So I don't think there's anything crazy going on here. Um, I just want to be against Mason Rudolph for a little bit. So this isn't as big as like the two bets yesterday, where I feel like all week I was like, oh, I love love the Rams. I love the over in the Packers game. Uh, I'm going to bet the Bills for a little bit, and I'm going to parlay the Bills in the over. Uh, for a little bit, and uh, and I think there's a chance they run up the score on Mason Rudolph. I don't, I don't think it has to play out that way. Buffalo can be dumb. They can turn it over, but Bills for a little bit, Bills in the over for a little bit, and uh, maybe we'll see at halftime. Maybe we'll make some live bets during the week. I agree 100%. I bet some 9.5 yesterday. Um, also would lay 10 here with Buffalo. Uh, I like your thought on the over as well, so I'll join you here, and I'll do a, and I'll do that same parlay that you've got in solidarity, and also because I think Buffalo might score a lot of points in this game against the Steelers' defense without T.J. Watt. We don't have to do the Prop King music here. We'll do it later in the show for the Eagles and the Buccaneers, but I'll give out a couple props, and one of them I gave out on the show yesterday, and I do think that Gabe Davis's injury for Buffalo kind of creates some potential fun bets to be placed, maybe some valuable ones, particularly in the anytime touchdown market. But um, first, as far as yardage props goes, where without Gabe Davis, you know, who, besides for Stephon Diggs, like who do we think is going to step up and have a big game in Buffalo's receiving core? I like Khalil Shakir, and I liked Khalil Shakir for a couple of weeks now, where running a lot out of the slot, I, he's just running at a different speed right now, and I trust him more than I trust Kincaid, more than I trust Dawson Knox, any of these other ancillary pass catchers for Buffalo. So I gave this out yesterday. We'll give it out again. Khalil Shakir, over 34 and a half receiving yards. And with Davis out, I think it enables us to throw a couple darts in the anytime touchdown market at some of these Buffalo 
receivers. Let's play a guy who scored last week for the Bills. Now, it was off of the, the ball that bounced off of an offensive lineman's helmet, and he caught it in the back of the end zone. It's at a huge price, though. Trent Sherfield for a couple bucks, beer or pizza money, anytime touchdown. And I believe that Leonard Fournette is active here for the Bills. He's not listed as inactive here, but we'll confirm that during the break. It's either Leonard Fournette or Ty Johnson, the Buffalo Bills running back that's active at the longest odds to score a touchdown. I don't know if the Bills trust James Cook down by the goal line. Fournette is my preferred choice. Anytime touchdown. Hour one done, hour two for you. Coming up on the other side, we'll be on stadium, and we'll kick off the stadium two hours with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports.